you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Stone Cold Steve Austin impersonator Phil McDonald here to tell you to go support Going In Ron Friendo Club at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. They got bonus episodes, ad-free audio, a weekly newsletter rounding up the weekend wrestling news, and a bunch more. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Go support or get hit with a stutter. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. This Saturday, it'll be a sight to see. We're going to be doing our live reactions to Triple Mania. Thir- isn't it 30? And that's Triple why Mania they're doing 30, three of part them? one. Yeah. Part one, part uno. Yeah. And then in June, I think, is part dos. And then in like October, August, or something like that is. Mm-hmm. Part mm-hmm. tres. Uh, they they are the most fun shows of any given year. These days, unfortunately, we can't co-stream them, but usually they're at a reasonable price on the fight, yeah. uh, and so you can check them out there. Or if you could find it somewhere else, good for you. Watch along with us, and uh, and and we'll have a blast, man. Enforcer's going to be there, and of course, oh, lots yeah. riding on Triple Mania. Fifty oh, some everything. odd points are on the line. And uh, I think Enforcer's down like maybe 20. So anything can happen at a triple mania, can happen. including Enforcer, me, or possibly Larson retaining yeah. Big Red. Yeah. Which All, at this nothing's point, nothing's off the table. You got to figure the, the, the betting odds in Vegas are probably in your favor simply because you have a commanding lead walking into triple mania. Well, and to most any other show, I'd feel pretty good about this lead. And to walk into triple mania. If anybody's anybody's oh, ball game still, I can confirm looking here at Flight TV, Triple Mania, value, $19.99. Under $20? Yes, $19.99. Oh, wow. Tremendous value. Best value. Yeah, I would say so. Same. We're going to talk about... They charge $60 for each Triple Mania show individually. Oh, you man. get all three of them seemingly for $60. All three. This, this price tag remains throughout the year. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, we're going to talk about... NXT uh, 2.0, not UK, 2.0. We're going to watch 2. that 0. tomorrow, but we're going to talk about 2.0 today correct. Uh, with spring breaking around the corner. Uh, we got a lot to talk about there. But first, of course, we're going to talk about the news in wrestling. First up, Larson, let's talk about WWE and the Forbidden Door. What's going on here? So, you know, it's been reported 
uh, in the past and has been since confirmed by Brian Danielson himself. The WWE made overtures to work out uh, potentially an exclusive relationship with New Japan in an attempt to re-sign Danielson today. Sports Illustrated's Justin Brasso has a report which sheds some light on what led New Japan to continue their partnership with AEW rather than pursue one. And as Brasso put it, an exclusive one with WWE. So uh, this is what Brasso has to say. Quote, Tony Khan found out about WWE's interest through his trusted contacts in New Japan. Sports Illustrated learned. New Japan officials stressed Tony Khan that working with AEW was their priority, especially with the trust they had forged. This led to Tony Khan's promo directed at Nick Khan last May, where he stated there was only room for one Khan in wrestling and not some Khan man from Connecticut. Per sources, top New Japan officials knew about the promo before it was released and encouraged him to do it. All right. Yeah, man. WWE. Yeah. That's cool. It's you know, it's nice to know that there's not there doesn't seem to be a lot of resentment there from New Japan because AEW really did seem to <laughs> put yeah, you know, put the screws to their westward expansion for a bit. Well, it's that and then, you know, announcing the formation of the company right before Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, three days before Wrestle Kingdom, and you're mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I guess all, all these guys are losing. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. And, 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 you know, but, but uh, you know, when, when Harold Mage was running New Japan, it seemed like he held a bit of resentment about that. Yeah, He's out now. Mm-hmm. It seems like uh, the new administration in New Japan um, sees uh, advantages to working with AEW, even over WB, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, they got this this super show coming in a couple months' time that's generated a lot of excitement. So, you know, hopefully it'll pay out for everybody involved. It's just really, it's, it's, it is fascinating, you know, especially 20 years from now when we look back on all this to see how much the landscape changed. WWE at one point wanted to be the end-all, be-all in wrestling. And then uh, a lot of that changed seemingly because of the, the rise of AEW and when Nick Khan came over and seemingly, you know, was like, Hey Vince, you don't need to be the end all be all. You need to focus on being the biggest, the most synonymous with pro wrestling, you know, and treat everybody else like they're basically an independent. And, uh, and that's kind of how they operate now. You know, we're going to talk here in, in just a second about something else WWE can bring to the table that really at this point, anyways, AEW hasn't been able to bring. And that's the biggest Shows so spectacle, that, spectacle, that, yeah. spectacle. That's a good segue, Larson. So, uh, I think we were both kind of surprised when WWE announced last year that this year's edition of Money in the Bank would take place in Las Vegas's Allegiant Stadium. The first football time a Money in the Bank has taken place in such a large venue. I'm sorry, what did you say? It says football stadium, yeah, football that's, stadium. That's- Big old place. The stadium. It's a massive play, like 60,000 people. Right. Massive. And that's where they had SummerSlam. If it holds 60,000, then what's the number that WWE is going to announce going to be? (laughs) 160,000. So today, Andrew Zarian from the Matt Man podcast reported that more stadium shows could be in the future from the WWE. said this, a source over at WWE mentioned that WWE intends to run more stadium shows moving forward in 2023. Just for reference, 2022 has eight stadium events. The goal is to make this the new norm. This is a Nick Khan approach when it comes to premium live events. Uh, The scalability of large stadiums is very beneficial when it comes to having live attendance over 15,000. The event doesn't have to be a sellout of 50,000, but now you have room to do 20 to 35,000 shows more often, leading to much higher revenue and a higher level of excitement 
for the event. Larson, what's the glaring problem with that particular road that they're taking? I mean, one problem is that if every premium live event is at a huge football stadium, then it kind of lessens the excitement of those particular events because that's the norm. What happens when you only have 10,000 to 12,000 people? You have an arena-sized crowd in a stadium. It's going to look kind of... Well, I think the idea is that they, if you know, if if they if if they build it, they will come. If you have it in a huge uh, stadium, they're going to fill it up because people want to be there for the event and the spectacle of it. I guess that's the idea. Look, for for Money in the Bank is a great idea. You and I both can. I think a lot of people yeah. consider that the big five now. You know, Money in the yeah, Bank. Yeah, yeah. Cool stuff usually happens there. A huge intriguing story uh, 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 beats happen there. Cash-ins, oh, yeah. even just winning the Money in the Bank. It's oh. a huge shield because it. Now we know who's lost storylines the rest of the year. Yeah, right. Exactly. But at a certain point is, uh, I don't know. What's a shit paper. What's a B level pay-per-view backlash, backlash, backlash. At least that has WrestleMania in the branding, uh, extreme rules. Yeah. That's going to be a stadium show. Shouldn't be. You have, you have your five major ones. You have rumble. You got mania. You got summer Sorry. Money in the bank, summer slam. And I know historically it has been survivor series, even though, Honestly, Survivor of Series late, yeah. hasn't been much. Yeah. You got your two uh, uh, Saudi Arabia shows, mm-hmm. which are usually held in larger stadiums. Yeah. This year, of course, they got the United Kingdom show. Uh, I believe it's Labor Day weekend here. So that's eight. Mm-hmm. That kind of seems like the max. You could do really anything more than that, and you're kind of undercutting the excitement level because every show is going to be this huge spectacle. So it's going to lessen the impact. If most of your pay-per-views are at a stadium, then the ones that aren't at a stadium are just going to feel like... I know. You know, dumb. Like I don't super know. shows, like Raw or SmackDown super shows. Uh, honestly, look, if they did Survivor Series right, where they made a big deal out of brand versus brand, and uh, like they, they did that for a couple of years, it was kind of cool. It was like what when, yeah, when the they NXT would invade each other. Cool. Yeah, yeah, the NXT yeah. thing was cool when Becky got bloodied up and the brands had been there for a while. It was pretty cool because if, if if they did survive, number one, if you hold the draft once every two years or every three years or even kept a Survivor Series right before a draft, then you've got a year of that brand coming together and really being solid. Then so, Survivor Series makes sense. So sorry to interrupt. Uh, here's a potential approach they could uh, use to say, all right. These stadium shows, these pay-per-views, these live events are important or, or, or feel huge and meaningful if they stop doing so many of them. If they're not a monthly thing, mm-hmm, you yeah. know, you have your two that are going to be in Saudi Arabia. So you have five to six here in the States mm-hmm. every couple months. Yeah. Just by, by because they're not so frequent, they'll feel a bit more special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they can pull it off that way. But if they have monthly pay-per-views, and they think, okay, a majority of these every year we're going to do in football stadiums, then, yeah, if, if, if that's the norm, people will be like, okay, what's the huge deal then? And you're going to have 20,000 people showing up to a 40,000-seat venue. Uh, let me ask you this. Joe Juarez here in chat brings up a good counter to this. He says, I don't think they care as much about the gate so long as the presentation is impressive and it makes the sponsors and networks happy. Certainly, putting on a monthly giant spectacle I mean, logistically sounds a like a nightmare for WWE, given how much yeah. we know they put into WrestleMania. But let's yeah. say they're able to do it. I think that's a solid point. It's just, OK, then you need to block the crowd properly so that it doesn't exactly. look like you have a mass, which 
they can probably figure out how to do as well. I mean, well. that's what they did at WrestleMania a couple of years back when they had, what, 25% capacity in Tampa? Point. Yeah, it's a good I mean, point. there's ways to do it, but I think also people are under the understanding, all right, circumstances dictate this is going to be a full crowd. Mm-hmm, we all yeah. know this is the deal. So, hey, we're getting fans, some fans in attendance rather than uh, Thunderdome, WrestleMania, cool. But if people know, hey, they could potentially fill this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And they didn't. Yeah. Potential is for that to actually look less impressive. They have this show at this giant stadium and there's 12,000 people there. Well, what do they love to do? They love to show it, you know, and then they yeah. like to they like to to, to give their Kate look. If 50,000 people are there, it's impressive. And they'll call it 73,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. If 12,000 people are there, what are they going to call it? <laughs> 20,000 and then and then like block off the upper deck or something and just not show it. Oh, look at this. 20,000 people. That's I mean, not even an impressive number. This is this is something they could maybe do and I don't know if they would, but there's a middle ground. So there is a lot of like I believe a lot of the MLS uh, uh soccer stadiums are larger or around the same size as your typical arena, mm-hmm. but it's an outdoor venue. Some of them, are, I think, are larger. You know, you're talking about 20,000, 25,000 seats mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Like, I think the one in San Jose is a pretty decent-sized place. Yeah. Maybe run shows there. Yeah, right, yeah. So you're not faced with having to fill 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 seats. You get the spectacle of the huge open-air, the large open-air stadium mm-hmm. without the the pressure of filling it up. Yeah, yeah. With 50,000 people. Honestly, just bring back cool-looking sets, man. Just, you know, I don't need the giant LED board with the graphic on it, man. Give me a giant fist or something. Extreme rules. Give me, like, a giant, like, fucking 80-foot, like you know, a, table yeah. and ladder and stuff, you know. big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. S- to scale like it's a giant's table. <laughs> yeah, something. no, I get I get what you hear. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, like the entrance could be under the table or something giant like that. Yeah. was going to have a table. That's what it would look like. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like this. You. This makes me laugh when I ask that question. If they have twelve thousand people, where are they going to say it is? DJ B Rad here just says seventy three thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> it's their go to number. It's just that's that's the default. Yeah, that's the I minimum. Mean, look, if they can if they can make it look really really cool at these giant stadiums on a monthly basis, I don't know. Maybe this will work. It just seems a bit out of what they what what realistically they can do. But hey, Vince, Nick, prove me wrong. <laughs> right yeah yeah oh man so this was kind of they had they had, they had so i was gonna make this one point they had problems filling up uh a uh, uh, stadium in dallas for mania weekend for two mm-hmm. days yeah yeah so yeah uh let's talk about this one of our favorite tag teams seem to be stepping away from wrestling man jessica mckay mm-hmm. cassie lee formerly in wwe known as the iconics known now as the inspiration in impact wrestling Announced today that they're stepping away from in-ring competition indefinitely. The duo shared a statement which read, We first want to thank Scott Demore and the entire Impact family. We've had such an amazing experience working with the incredible Impact staff and roster. We will cherish these Impact memories forever. We are excited to start a new chapter in our lives and explore other opportunities that may come our way. Um, they have a very loyal and, uh, and pretty large social media following. Um, they're both wildly charismatic. Oh yes. Uh, you know, that alone probably, uh, can, can carry them pretty far. Um, I really enjoy their work, man. I know you do too. So, uh, hopefully, uh, they, they find something that, uh, that they're really happy doing and, and I wouldn't mind seeing them back in wrestling one day if that's something they want to do. Yeah, exactly. That's something they want to do. But yeah, as you mentioned, they're, they're two extremely talented, charismatic individuals. Um, 
you know, whatever they do next, I'm sure they'll be wildly successful at it. And looking forward to seeing what that what that might be too. Absolutely. Take a guess. What do you think they're going to do next? What's their next big project together? I mean, the the most logical thing is acting of some sort. I would think. Yeah, some sort of like animated show like Scooby Doo where they solve mysteries. Okay, that could be good. Animated in that old school style. That would actually be amazing. It'd be pretty neat. Yeah, now I just want that. Anyways. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, let's talk about NXT 2.0. Spring breaking is around the corner here, Larson. Yeah. Was that announced before last night? Was that announced Yeah, it was announced before? last week. Okay, I don't know. I, the time is a fucking flat circle for me anyways. Can we just spend an hour talking about uh, Idris Anofe? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's awesome. Because his ring, his entrance gear was amazing. Yeah, it was really that good. The cape, cape and everything. he had. Yeah. Amazing. His promo bit backstage with uh, Malik Blade. Yeah. Fantastic. Idris Anofe, my new favorite uh, performer in XT 2.0. Can we please get these guys some wins and and a shot at the titles? Like, how, who has the titles right now? Oh, pretty deadly. Yeah. Um, who's the biggest, baddest heel tag team in in uh, in the freaking uh, NXT? I mean, the Creeds are good guys now. Yeah, I know. Uh, Grizzly veterans might not be there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Legato. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, when uh, like if if Harlan when Harlan comes back from honeymoon, if him and if him yeah. and Gacy get those tag titles, yeah, that would actually be a cool matchup. How cool would it be? You build these guys up slowly to the point where you know they put together some wins, and then they are that awesome underdog tag team because they are terrific, man. They are so they terrific. Are. They really are. They really, they really are. That that backstage segment. I thought it was fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, as a whole, I mean, NXT, I think, is of all the shows you watch on a regular basis, is more my enjoyment factor is so tied to my mood and my own particular whims. Oh, wow. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. Probably because it's in a lot of ways the show's the show with the stories I kind of find myself least invested in. Don't you like how, like, whenever we review a show, we always preface it with a deep. The deep dive into our own psyche. <laughs> this is my mood when I was going to watch this show. We both do it. It's hilarious. So I'm yeah, sorry. I know. I'm but, sorry. But, but, you know, like one, one, one's outlook on, on the day and on the particular program <laughs> uh, influences their enjoyment <laughs> level, I would think, quite a bit. If yeah. you go into any show, wrestling yeah. show or otherwise, thinking, eh, yeah. then you, it sometimes it takes something really spectacular to change your mind about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're walking to a show and you got a positive outlook, unless it's absolute. Uh, dog shit. You probably yeah. think, okay, this is that was pretty enjoyable. Anyways, 
they focused on wrestling last night. And you know me, mm-hmm. I like wrestling in my wrestling show. So I felt like I got a lot more out of 2.0 this week than I did last week. I thought it was, I love that they're, that they're really sort of blowing up uh, uh, Roxanne Perez pretty quickly out the gate. You know, I think that's pretty neat. And I love that she's biting people. I think that's that's awesome, too, because that was really unexpected. Her just gnawing into Mandy Rose. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be great if Roxanne Perez ended up being like some sort of like, you know, cannibal character. I think that'd be pretty neat. Well, they do need to give her some sort of character. Right now, her character is kind of just happy to be there. Cannibal. And I mean, so they need to. Yeah. She needs to develop a character. They're like they go back into that like snack area that they have, like the community yeah. area. And somebody opens up the fridge. They're like, hey, uh. What is this weird mystery meat in this in this uh, uh, plastic sack here? <laughs> she just she just, she just look at them and say human. Is that what she says? <laughs> she says James Drake. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if Roxanne Perez is going to take place in this tournament, but they did announce a women's breakout tournament starting next week in two weeks' time. Yeah, I think two weeks' time. Yeah, and they introduced some of the competitors. Um, I, I'll have to look and see what her name was, but they gave, uh, or she, one of the competitors has a vocational gimmick of some sort. Oh, uh, Kiana James. Okay. She's like a, a business person, but also <laughs> like, you know, she's really adept at doing computer stuff because she calculated the odds. Oh, she says, this tournament is going to work out in my favor. Oh, so that's she's got sort funny. of a vocational gimmick. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Human calculator. That's cool. You know, she goes to Vegas, does some card counting and whatnot. I like that. That's good stuff. She can actually teach Duke Hudson how to play poker. Right. He's like, oh, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. That's a terrible. It's not even an Australian accent. Um, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, they got that that tournament coming up. bunch of people I don't really uh, know much about, which is awesome. That's really what a breakout tournament kind of should be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had the uh, the actual announcement of Alba Fire's new name. Of course, it used to be Kaylee Ray. Now it's Alba Fire. Yeah. Which, if Alba does actually mean Scotland or whatever, that's cool. I'm down with that. It's just I just know Alba from like my friend from back in the day. Um, we had some further splitting of the Diamond Mine. There's a bunch of like smaller story beats here, just sort of picking up yeah. things that have happened before. We did get the debut of uh, of Nathan Fraser. Uh, kind which is of. Cool. Yeah, he was supposed to have a match, but then Grayson Waller ruined that. Yeah, and so we didn't even get a match. Yeah. Uh, which is a bummer because Nathan Frazier is a really good wrestler. He is really good. And yeah. he seems to be piling around with Chase U at this juncture. We're good and guys given their, Yeah, they're good guys. They now. are, but given their fortunes in most of their matches, that doesn't bode well for Nathan Frazier. Well, going up against Grayson Waller doesn't at spring break. And they're, they're, <sighs> I don't know. Grayson Waller does not win a lot. What was the last match he had? Last he beat Sanga. Yeah. Couple weeks ago, prior to that, you know, he's yeah, him. I, yeah, I, I was with the like, I think you would said that you, the Waller and Sanga. I thought Waller and Sanga had a decent shot at those tag titles, and then and then it didn't happen Think again. Yeah, I was wrong. Um, before that, he had a few, he had a main, he had that main roster feud with like AJ, right? Yeah, and then AJ won that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. He's still, he's one of those guys. I, number one, I can't, I can't stand him as a character. In two years, if they do some stuff with him, I'll be cool with it, but I can't stand him. And so, like, it really bums me out if he's going to beat Nathan Frazier. But Nathan Frazier's just showing up. Yeah. Like, he's got to win this spring breaking match, you'd think. I'd hope. You'd think so, at the yeah. same time. Yeah, you never know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Anyways, let's dive into it, because I feel like sure. there was no huge story beats, especially, like, with the, with the title scene. 
It was that stupid Joe Gacy promo. Oh, and, my and, gosh. You know what? If you're going to send a Steiner out there, can can you please just make it Scott Steiner? So help me wrap my head around this, all right? I'll, I'll try. I just don't know where the, the Druids come in. Why Druids? I mean, you could, you could, uh, I get it from an, from an atmosphere perspective. Yeah. How does the, how does employing druids mm-hmm. fit with his character? That's what I don't understand. Oh, dude. I don't know, man. It's number, I thought he was going to be like a Fox News guy when we first, you know, met him. And then he's morphed into like a Jim James guy. I don't know. Jim, Jim James, Jim you mean Jones. the singer? Uh, Jim Jones. Yes, I was gonna say, not the singer of My Morning Jack. Hey, everybody, Jim James here. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a pretty close name, dude. I mean, um, it is. But I, I <laughs> think about that for a second. Like, I James, did too. As soon right. as I said, I was like, "Shit, which one's the singer? Which one's the cult leader?" It's Jones. Jones. Was he the Kool Aid well, guy? I, yeah. yeah. Um, like I really wasn't into what. Joe Gacy was doing it before Druids, but now that Druids are involved, not that it's necessarily because of the Druids, but just mm-hmm. like they're just throwing a bunch of stuff at the okay, wall. Okay, so make a would whole lot you be more into it if it turns out, like, what if the Druids all unmask and they're all smaller clones of Harland, but like with, with varying degrees of expertise with which they've been cloned? Like, like they're all kind of mutated. Well, One's got ask, like a longer on, arm than the other. Hold on, hold on. But the original uh, Harlan is, is still prime Harlan. And that, like, in terms of, of in-ring uh, competency, prime Harlan is still top Harlan. Yeah, right. Yeah. Eh. They're all terrible in the ring. That's what. That's the point, that if you got 25 uh, Harlan clones that are all worse wrestlers than him, not really into that. Okay, okay, but here's I know you're like big into in ring stuff, but it would be hilarious and awesome and interesting if they all unmasked and they were all like weird versions of Harlan. Yeah, that's like a one-time deal. He's like, but I, after that, once once they have to be involved in anything beyond just he harvested Harland, beyond like taking their hoods off and you see they're all Harlands. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh come no, on, you, I would pop so hard for that. He no, he, I'm saying that like, moment it would shows be fine. like his lab and like that he had to like harvest Har like Harland's there and he's all split open and everything. No, I get like the initial uh, rev- uh, revelation of it would be cool and all, but after that, when they actually be involved in matches and stuff. That's where it all falls apart, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm down with that. It's like, talk about twin magic. You got like 25 Harlans all rolling. Yeah. The but ring but and they're, they're all shorter. One's got like a two foot long army. The other one's like, like a 12 inches. <laughs> yeah. This could be easy to, to, to point out. Hey, that's not the Harlan that was in this. In well, this that's match. one foot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love. I hope it's so. So I'd be so disappointed when it's just a bunch of jobbers. Well, well we're never going to see who it is. No, we're not going to see that shit. After this feud, I guarantee. You, after this feud with Braun Breaker, we're not seeing the Druids ever again. <laughs> He's going to move on to something else, some other weird gimmick. Yeah, I'm the nightmare. It's like man. they just don't know what to do. With, like they have a, a, a vague idea of what they want this the character to be. Most vague. But they have no idea what to do with it. Wh- who None. do you want? Who, what, what, who is Gacy? Uh, it's just sort of like a creep. <laughs> he's sort of a weird guy. You know, he's got super. Is he supernatural? Yeah, I sure. Sure. Is he, uh, you know, what, he's talking about like wokeness and stuff. Yeah, he's like a Fox News guy also. He's like, what? <laughs> None of those guys seem sense. particularly spiritual or supernatural. 
anyways, uh, let's let's dive into this, man, because it's already off the rails. We, we've lost control here. Uh, kicked off with uh, Nikita Lyons, man, one of my favorite wrestlers right now, versus Lash Legend. Uh, Nikita Lyons is fun to watch in the ring, man. She ended up getting the uh, the uh, the win here mm-hmm. uh, with that awesome spinning kick finish. I'm sorry, the spinning kick to finish the match. Uh, right afterwards, though, bang, immediately, Natalia attacks Nikita after the bell. Lash is like, okay, I'll do this too. She joins in. Cora Jade runs in to make the save. She has that really tiny skateboard with her, which she's trying to use as a weapon, but it's comically small. So she sends Lash out of the ring, takes a swing at uh, Natalia with that little tiny skateboard, and then uh, Natty ducks that, tries to put Cora in a sharpshooter, and then Lyons puts the boot to Natty, sends her out of the ring. So it was announced yeah. later on. We're getting that tag match, good guys versus bad guys. At yeah, spring breaking, break breaking. Uh, next, we got Tony D'Angelo promo. He says, "Well, I was supposed to face Zion Quinn tonight. He can't make it. Now I got to face Vaughn Wagner. All I know is that when he's done with Mister Excitement, referring to Vaughn, mm-hmm. uh, Vaughn's gonna be sleeping with the fishes. Santos, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, everybody. I like that's I, a common phrase. <laughs> I know everybody knows what you're talking everybody about. Everybody knows. Everybody knows what that means. I like this next bit. So, Roderick." Uh, Strong is addressing Diamond and Malcolm Bivens like is rolling his eyes through this whole thing. He is not being subtle about it at not all. At He's all. like, oh, it's, this whole this whole thing was great. I like He's this like muttering so, through the entire thing. Yeah. So uh, Roderick says, you know, hey, we have to be realistic about our situation. Recently, we've been struggling, and that's something I won't tolerate. This group is too good to crumble like my last group did. He gets up to the creeds and says, Brutus Julius, you've come close to win the tag titles twice but you're acting like you've already made it to the mountaintop. And he's about to move on to Ivy, and Brutus interrupts and says, hey, we didn't even get pinned at Stand Deliver, and then pretty deadly robbed us uh, uh, of the tiles in the gauntlet match after we beat every other team. And Roderick says, all I hear are excuses. If you got to beat four teams, then you do it. You have to be ready for anyone, which is why I set you up for a match uh, against a team, some former champions. Uh, next week, they just arrived. It's the Viking Raiders. Yeah, Roderick Strong is basically like a you know middle manager everybody hates at their lousy job because he talks like that too. I know. All right, everybody, gather around. Listen, we have an all hands on deck meeting. But I will say it's a role that fits him, right? I know. Yeah, totally, it does. And Malcolm Bivens is the guy you know who's this fucking man. I'm here with my team, and uh, mm-hmm. they don't like you. Uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Is Roderick Strong just going to be like a solo guy again? Is he going to main roster? Like, what's the deal with that? Yeah, I don't know. They're really, it's funny know. because, like, there are so many Roderick Strong types in the world. He's a world-class wrestler, by the way. Oh, absolutely. But, like, on main roster, there's not a whole lot of that guy left, you know? Like, Cesaro's gone. He's sort of like that guy, but he's just a really taller version, bigger version of that guy. But, uh, yeah, they don't have a lot. I don't know what they're going to do with Roderick Strong on main roster. I mean, is maybe because he's just that guy, the wrestling guy, and there aren't really that many more of those? Is that enough to stand out, or are they going to gimmick him? I don't know. I don't know. Boss, I mean, like Ricochet, Ricochet right now is the wrestling guy. He's like really flashy wrestling guy, though. Yeah. He is, yeah. But Roderick but he's Strong the guy is that's going to be yeah. that's known for his in-ring work yeah. more than anything else. True. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, after that, we had Von Wagner versus Tony D. This sort of went the way we figured it would go with uh, Legato getting their uh, revenge here. So uh, to- uh, Von Wagner dumps Tony out of the ring. Wild and Cruz get up on the apron and try to distract 
Tony's wise guys pull them off. Santos hits Tony in the leg with a tire iron, which was sold beautifully by Tony D'Angelo. He just goes yeah. down in a heap. Uh, Tony beats the 10 count, but then uh, Von Wagner gets that huge boot on him for the win there. Yeah, do you even take Vaughn's finish to get the win there? I think we. I think this is just a, probably the boot now, man. Well, yeah, really? we've he seen that have, a couple times. Charlotte won with that big boot. That's true. Yeah, Charlotte won with the with the big boot. Wasn't that yeah. Mania? Yeah. So I guess the big boot that can kind of be the thing. That maybe Bruce Pritchard's like, I like the boot. Oh, he's huge into the boot. Hey, why not use the why, hey, for that finish? Why not use the boot? Okay, Bruce. Could be. Could be. Sure. Everybody's got a boot finish now. Uh, next, we have Indy Hartwell, Persia talking to Roxanne Perez backstage. Uh, they're both saying, hey, it's really impressive. You beat JC Jane last week. Toxic attraction steps in. Mandy says Roxanne just got lucky. And JC says, yeah, you only won because Wendy Chu destroyed our locker. And Roxanne just says, well, a win is a win. Mandy tells her uh, that uh, let me know when you wake up from this dream that you've been living in this past week. And Roxanne, Roxanne says, I'll prove it wasn't a fluke tonight. So we have that match later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had a Nathan Frazier video package hyping his uh, debut tonight coming up very soon. But first, we got Briggs and Jensen and Fallon all backstage. They're hyped because they got Legato tonight and they got Fallon with them. Uh, she says, I'm tired of Electra Lopez. I'm tired of Legato. Can't wait to go out there and punch Lopez in the mouth. And then Sophia Cromwell walks through. Jensen, immediately horny, gets distracted, covers his uh, man nipple with his hat. And Briggs, uh, Briggs says, hey, get your head in the game. He's like, oh, my head's in the game. He says, no, not that one. He starts yeah. yelling at him for being horny. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Briggs. You might be over the hill, but Jensen is a strapping young man with needs and desires. <laughs> and boners. Yeah. After that, we had Nathan Frazier versus Vacant because uh, uh, Grayson Waller comes out and kills him. I think him. they said who his opponent was going to be, but it all happened so fast I didn't, I didn't make note of it. Yeah, same. They did say who it was. Don't remember who it was. Ah, they okay. did say who it was. Okay. Anyways, Grayson Waller drops vacant uh, during his uh, entrance. And I'm sorry, during Frazier's entrance. So yeah, Frazier's yeah. like, what the hell? That was my match right there. I was going to beat that guy easy. I took Walter to Gunther to his it was, limit. It was, it was Guru Raj was his opponent. Oh, okay. I remember him. Yeah. I literally, I, I sort of turned, I had it on. And then they're like, "Oh God, Waller just," and I was like, "What? What happened?" So yeah, I yeah. literally Later on didn't they see said it who it was. Later on, they said who it was. Uh, Commentary so, said who it was. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, he, uh, Waller says, gets on the mic, says, "Nobody cares about you or your debut if you and your Willy Wonka haircut. It is a bad haircut. Take another step." He says, "This is going to get embarrassing because this is NXT. It's my NXT. I don't need Sangha. This is the Grayson Waller show. I do. I do what I want when I want." And then he calls out. He says, oh, look over there. You got the Chase U section. Losers. Chase U is a scam. And he uh, he says, uh, he tells Chase and Bodie to hop the barricade. They do. And then Waller, uh, Frazier takes out Waller with a missile dropkick, sends him out of the ring, and then drops him with a suicide dive. And then Chase grabs the mic, and he tells Waller that this is what? A teachable moment. Got that right. Yep. Uh, that's when they announce next that they're having the women's breakout tournament that starts in two weeks. And we get an Ariana Grace video package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's the first competitor announced. That's cool. 
uh, and then we had uh, so Ariana Grace. I think that one is. I think she's Santino's yeah, daughter. Daughter. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. They are yeah. very young. I think one of the others was uh, like 19, nineteen or something like that. Nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we got a Tiffany Stratton interview. Um, she's talking about beating Saray last week. Uh, she gets upset about Saray pulling her hair. Waller steps in. He's like, oh, first, I apologize for taking your time, Tiffany Stratton. But then he starts saying, who is Nathan Frazier? And Stratton says, Frazier looks homeless. His hair looks like straw, and he has a terrible accent. Mm-hmm. And then Frazier says, yes, he does. Sorry, Waller says, yes, he does have a terrible accent. He says, Frazier wants to make his debut. He can do it against me, and his career can end before it even begins. And Stratton's like, like, that sounds great. Like Waller saying, he does have an accent. I hate people with accents. And then uh, Mackenzie was Mackenzie, about to, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to him, it's not an accent. He doesn't no, have not. an accent. Nobody really has an accent. They just talk the way they talk. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, after that, we had uh, Caden Carter yeah, and Katana Chance. Yes. Is that her name now? Katana Chance. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. Versus uh, Leon and Feroz. I don't know their first names. Hulissa? Is one of them Hulissa? Yeah, and then Valentina. Yeah. Valentina. Oh, yeah. Valentina... Faraz, 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 Faraz. That's what. That's right. That's yeah, they, they did. Faraz. So uh, this is a fun enough match. Of course, Caden and Katana Chance, formerly known as Casey Kenzer. Uh It's going to take a while to get used to that name change. Katana Chance. It does roll off the tongue a bit better than Casey Catanzaro. Katana yeah. Chance. But still, I've been calling her Casey Catanzaro for so years long. now. Yeah. It's going to be tough to. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, so, anyways, they get the win. They get their finish for the win here. But it was a pretty decent match. Yeah, uh, they gave they give it plenty of time too. Yeah, they did. They gave it a lot of time. Yeah, it's weird. They really need to send. I know the main rosters thing is you you just sort of put singles people together for their tag division. This is an actual tag team. They should probably what send a, them to main roster. What a novel idea! Sending an actual tag team to be a part of a tag division. They've been around forever. They're really good as a tag I team. I know. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you're not going to put the titles on them at NXT, send them in. I know. I agree. Uh, after that, we had uh, Jensen backstage being attended to by trainers and refs. Says he was jumped. So we have another whodunit. Uh, the trainers say, "Yeah, no, you're you can't get you can't wrestle." Briggs is like, "Bah!" gets pissed, and Jensen's well, I think like, it was "Legato that did it too." Yeah, he's like, uh, Legato. Legato coming up. And yeah. Jensen's like, "I can fight. I can still fight." He's like, "No," or the trainers are like, "No, you can't." No, you can't. You can't fight. You're you're too messed up. Uh, then we got the Alba Fire video package. You know, I'll say this at least: they make they they made some attempt to explain the name change here, and that's as long as you give me some explanation. You know that that makes sense. Yeah. No, I agree. I know. You know, it's not like oh, he used to. You used to know this guy by a name. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, like the Bush thing is the most egregious one of them all because, like, oh, this is someone we used to hang around with. It's like the timeline does not match up at all. No. It for Seamus. Yeah. No. For Ridge, sure. Seamus, no. And then week not after week, close. week after week, they were like retconning that shit. It was like, and then eventually it turned into like, oh yeah, when they're all young, they all used to hang out at the pubs together, and I'm like. I know. Seamus is 20 years older than these guys. Doesn't match up. And like the first time Ridge met Seamus is when Ridge debuted on SmackDown. Right. Exactly. It just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, Then we got Legato taking on uh, Briggs and Fallon Henley. Mm -hmm. So Briggs and Henley knowing that they don't have the numbers advantage. In fact, Legato has the numbers advantage. They attack Legato at the bell, clear the ring. They have the upper hand for a while, though. Uh, Joaquin Wilde hits Briggs with a chop block. Eventually, Robert Stone joins commentary and says, just like Ikamanjiro had wandering eyes, so did Jensen. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. doesn't seem like Legato attacked Jensen. It was Von Wagner. It was Von Wagner, all because Jensen saw, uh, fuck, what's her name? Sophia Cromwell. Sophia Cromwell. What a great name. <laughs> that is actually, it's such a British name. Um, yeah, so, you know. She walked. She she went and walked right next to him, and is he supposed to act like she literally doesn't exist? Is that the situation here? Lest you uh, 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 raise the ire of von Wagner. Well, anyway. it is his world. It, it is, is his world. world. So yeah, We're his rules apply. I guess so. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, uh, anyways. Uh, so the finish saw Lopez and Henley. They start mm-hmm. brawling out towards the crowd, and Legato hits their finish on Briggs to get the win. The way they they got to the finish was really great too. Yeah, no, Briggs I, Briggs did a great job. Briggs, it kind of makes you wonder, should this guy have been, like, not in the same character, but in the prominence of the Joe Gacy spot? He's a really good wrestler. He's a big dude, and he's got and he's full of personality. They just needed it. He just needs to sort of find a, a good way to channel the personality. That's why oh, agreed. it didn't agreed. seem like that at the beginning of this tag team, because clearly he was just being shoehorned in something he wasn't. Yeah, I mean, really, you could think you, there's two roles that you would now, with hindsight in mind, mm-hmm. that he would seem like a better fit. It's the Gacy spot, not the character, but the spot. Sure, yeah. Or whatever they wanted to do with Von Wagner to begin with. Remember, Von oh, Wagner was I in agree. that, that, that I main agree. event match to crown the, the the new champ. Yeah. 
imagine if they put Briggs in there instead and then put Von Wagner with with Jensen as a tag team because that I should oh that would that's help. a oh you're so right that would help yeah. Von Wagner yeah which you know from the character standpoint nothing's really clicked so far nothing um so put him in tag team at least there's someone to work off of, you dude know? think about Von Wagner and his and his short lived alliance with Cool Kyle right yeah like you I put him Briggs. instead with with is it it's Jensen. No, Briggs. Uh, put Kyle O'Reilly with Briggs, right? No, I was going to say put uh, put. Wait, where am I now? No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. But think of Von Wagner, but instead with Jensen as a tag team. Yes. And that chemistry works right there. Even what they were doing with his character works better if he's like, hey, I'm not sure where I fit in. Here's this other guy who doesn't know where he fits in. And that exactly. works perfectly. And yeah, Briggs and Kyle O'Reilly would have much better chemistry. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. So he's gonna thing now with Jensen, I guess. Maybe that'll. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Anyways, who knows? Who uh, knows? Yeah. After that, we had Natalia and Lash Legend interview. Natalia says the shame the core is so young and immature that she didn't get the message a few weeks ago. It's only fitting that next week is spring breaking because she's gonna break Cora's legs, put the women's locker room on notice. But. There is one woman that she has noticed, and that is Lash Legend. Mm-hmm. Lash says, next week I'm teaming with a legend. And Nikita, this isn't over between us. And then she also says she's in the breakout tournament. That is right. After that, we had a Kiana James video package. You mentioned this before. Human computer, yeah. office tech, IT person. I don't know what it is. Yeah, Anyways. a mathematician. Mathematician. Yeah, it could know. be yeah, it's, a mathematician. It's, 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 it's you know kind of a vocational. She's uh anyway. she's Max from Pi. There you go. She, yeah, you know she's got she's she's trying to figure out the algorithm for the stock market, and she's using the uh, what is the spiral thing? <laughs> oh shoot! The it's, it's an Italian name. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, it's on. It's, I hate it's on the tip of my tongue. It is. It is same here too. Same here. Anyways, after that we had Solo Sokoa versus Trick Williams. I like how apprehensive Trick Williams looked when he was coming out. <laughs> It looked like he was like, oh, this is not really my thing. I'd, I'd rather be a hype guy. Uh, a very Dude, Cameron Grimes comes off as so lobotomized, man. That's the only explanation for this. Because even like, it's like he didn't want to say to the moon when they were like, oh. prompted. Like, wait, he has to go, where? I where know. Where? Oh, you know where. Uh, to the moon. <laughs> he's like a guy who's already over his catchphrase, but he's only had it for like a couple of years. I know. I know. So, anyways, uh, what do we got here? So, yeah, the Solo Sokoa gets the win here with a top rope splash after a Samoa drop. Grimes gets in the ring. Him and Solo talk some trash. It's fairly good natured though. Solo's just like, "Hey, I really want that," and Grimes like, "Come get it." Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Mello pushes Solo out of the way. He talks trash to Grimes. Solo looks to super kick him, but Mello moves instead. Cameron Grimes eats the kick. Maybe he just needs like a good shot to the head, and he'll go back to being old Cameron Grimes. TNA superstar Trevor Lee. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so this next bit was great. So you got Idris and Ofe. It already it, like in his entrance gear. Oh, awesome. and it's great. It was so awesome. Great. Cape, uh, cape. It's so good. So he's asking Malik Blade, "Are you nervous mm-hmm. about their match with the Viking Raiders tonight?" Mm-hmm. Blade says, "We've got this huge opportunity tonight against the Viking Raiders." And Ofe says, "Oh, we got this." He says, "Look in the mirror over here." This is what I see. I see a man with heart, with speed, with power. I see a badass who's not afraid of any man. And then so he says, now you look in the mirror and you tell me what you see. And Blades uh, kind of meekly at first says, yeah. a man with speed, with heart, 
yeah. badass and afraid of no man. And no yeah. uh, like, I don't believe you. Bring me more. We need more energy. And so eventually he repeats it a few times and the blade starts getting really fired up. Yeah. And so he's ready to go. So Adofe puts on these awesome sunglasses and says, let's go. And let's go. go. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was really good stuff, man. Uh, after that, we had a uh, Legato promo where uh, uh, Santa. So I think Electra started off, said tonight was no, no. Uh, uh, Joaquin Wilde started off. He yeah, says, yeah, tonight yeah. was all about another victory. Santo says last week, Tony knew nothing about uh, uh, those two uh, goons. He says tonight proved that Tony is a lowlife and a liar and got a taste of his own medicine because nobody threatened Santos. He says, I got his message last week and now he got mine. Mm-hmm. He got my message. Mine. He yeah. accepted my. He understands me. He understands. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tire iron to knee. Yeah, exactly. Get it? <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, it's a tire iron because he put a boot, not a foot boot. After that, we had a no fan blade versus the Viking Raiders. The boot you put on a wheel, not one you put on your foot. Yes, you got that exactly right. Um, yeah, the so sadly, of course, you know they they, they brought the Viking Raiders in to they, so they're totally to gonna beat. lose to the Creeds, right? Yeah, exactly. They brought Viking Raiders in to beat Anofe and Blade just to remind people in NXT who the Viking Raiders are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. only to have them lose to the Creed's I would guess. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. I want Idris, Idris and Anofe and Malik Blade. They're going to do the thing where they're like our favorites and then they're never going to do anything. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a bummer because they're great. After that, speaking of great, we had this pretty awesome Wesley video package. It was short. It was to the point. Uh, pretty much talking about now that he's a solo uh, guy. What's he gonna do? He I thought this was really well done. I thought this was essentially I, he's the, the kind of the the, the punctuation. I was like, I'm gonna make waves like I was destined to do. Yeah, yeah. And there's literal waves out there. Um, like, yeah, which was great. I, I love this man. I thought this was so good. And I don't it know was, if they're like it was simple. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it didn't overstay its welcome. It was short. It was to the point. It was really well efficient. shot too. Yeah, and it was, it was really like well it was shot. really well shot. Um. You know, you never know what you're going to get if you're shooting at the beach, man. The sky might be blown out. You got to film it, right? Exactly. It could be hazy. Yeah, right. There could be like trash all over the place. Some Tyler screaming Buffalo's kids seagulls around. Just fucking shit all over you. <laughs> never know. Just a hail of shit coming down. Just a down hail of seagulls. Yeah. Yeah. You stumble onto a nude beach. There's some fat slob with his dink out. <laughs> Can't show that on the USA Network. Not even, not even after <laughs> primetime. Uh, yeah, I don't think if you're PG, even if you're PG uh, 14, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Or TV 14, whatever they call it. Can't do that. TVMA, you can't do that. <laughs> uh, I was waiting for that, you to take a drink before I said fat slop with this dink. I knew better. I knew better. Uh, after that, we had a Tony D'Angelo interview. He says, uh, Santos should have been smartened up a long time ago. He says, I'm the dawn of NXT. Santos doesn't make threats. I do. Mm-hmm. Santos, you think you're tough because you run around with the crew. Well, I made a few calls, and now I have my own crew. Here's meet Troy Donovan, Channing Lorenzo. <laughs> the real says, people uh, of the world. Santos, uh, you know, mixing up with Tony is bad for your health. So next week, I want to have a sit-down before I got to take things into my own hands because if I do that, you're not going to like it. They're going to parlay next week, man. Seems that way. When is spring breaking? Is it next week? It is next week, Steve, yes. <laughs> Spring break was like two weeks ago, man. Hey, maybe maybe not in uh, the NXT uh, school calendar. I don't know. 
<laughs> Chase U schedules it for a lot later in the calendar. That could be. Maybe, maybe it's a longer spring break. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's a, the reason why I asked that again, because I'm like, wait a second. Next week it's spring break and they're just going to have a parlay? Like they're not going to have a match at spring breaking? No. Who you answered to, your own question. <laughs> who wants to parlay at spring break, man? I want to partay at spring break. Oh, dude, that's the thing. <laughs> Anyways, after that. You want to partay, yeah. <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> oh, God. If you didn't make that make that joke, I was going to. Though. Good. I'm, see, look at this. See, we're on the same page. Roxanne Perez versus Mandy Rose was the main event match before a Joe Gacy promo. This was kind of a mess. It featured a lot of biting here. Uh, Roxanne working over Mandy's hand. Uh, yeah, biting it, slamming it down ring steps. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, there's all sorts of distractions here. Uh, uh, Perez got a crossbody for two, but then just walked right into Mandy's knee. Mandy yeah. got the win there. Wendy Chu shows up with some water guns, gives one to Roxanne. They start firing those water guns, a toxic attraction. They flee up the ramp. Uh, Wendy produces a button. And she mm-hmm. presses it, and then uh, like a, a trap, like a, a, a net falls, net falls onto yeah. toxic attraction. Uh, it's it's the smallest, loosest net. So like uh, uh, one of them, what's her name, J- uh, JC Jane, gets out of it really quickly. Oh, it was Gigi. Gigi like it just barely grazed. <laughs> yeah, and she's kind of like to flick it off, and then she's out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, anyways, uh, and then and then they get shot with a bunch of silly string. So it's by and large like you know this wouldn't bother a ten year old, let alone grown adults. But they yeah. have to they have to sell the shit they out of it, which they it, do. I yeah, I know, I know. After that, we had a Sloan Jacobs video package, and uh, my job for the recap is done. I'm going to throw this Joe Gacy promo to you now. Oh, great! You put the responsibility <laughs> on me for this. I did the match, so you get this. <laughs> Fine. Uh, so this is Joe talking a bunch. Uh, Rick Steiner comes out. Um, what do you even say? Rick Steiner just tells. Oh, because Joe was saying that that Braun's not cleared for the match, and so they're just going to hand him the title, essentially. Right, yeah. So, so Rick comes out and goes, you got it wrong. Braun is cleared. He will defend the title. And Gacy says, well, you picked a, a great time to come back. Or did you pick the worst possible time? No, oh, which one is it? Get up on the apron to surround the ring. The lights start coming down. The Braun comes out. He starts laying out all the druids. Eventually, uh, Gacy drops Braun with the clothesline. And so this was like the only kind of fun part of this whole segment is when the Druids all lined up and one of them picked up the title and they just passed it from person to person, mm-hmm. eventually handing it to Gacy and he just holds the title over. Yeah, that was kind of cool. That was cool. Uh, anyways, let's go ahead and answer some questions. I have a thread here on oh, the... Do we have do we have a, a level up lowdown? Yes, we do. I'm going to run it right now. Just not for the live crowd, but for everybody else, here's the Enforcer's Level Up Review. Thank you for remembering that. Here we go. Hey, friendos. How's it going? It's the Enforcer here once again with the review that nobody wanted, but you're going to get it anyway. It's time for the Level Up Lowdown. Now, this one here kicks off with Idris Inofe and Malik Blade versus Quincy Elliott and the debuting Demarius Griffin. Inofe looking... Wonderful is always coming out with a beautiful red cape with shoulder pads, red and gold, looking wonderful. Quincy and Demarius, these guys are big boys. They're hosses here. The one thing that commentary was uh, that really caught my ear when they were trying to uh, tell you about um, uh, Quincy and Demarius, Quincy's role models, he's got three of them. 
One of them is Kanye West, number two is HBK, and third is AJ. And they said specifically he was a fan of AJ Styles because he uses the word phenomenal. Okay. So Idris and, um, and Malik, they're working well at the beginning, working with their speed advantage. Quick tags back and forth. Griffin does get the advantage with a massive spine buster to Anofe. They're on the attack, and while this is going on, i got to say, Anofe, hell of a seller, bumping all over the place for Quincy and Demarius, looking good. Um, the finish, I will say, uh, was with um, Idris getting the advantage with Malik working their speed back and forth going. Uh, Idris and uh, Malik, opposite corners, um, Anofe hits a shining wizard, and then at that time, Malik gets up for a frog splash, and then one, two, three, getting the win. Hopefully, continue to get reps, continue to move forward with Anofe and uh, Malik. Quincy and Demarius, they'll get their reps and level up, but I could see Idris and Malik uh, uh, making a spot with 2.0, especially with everybody that's been recently moving, a lot of moving pieces and stuff like that. A second match. Uh, Fallon Henley versus Thea Hale. Thea Hale came out like a uh, house of fire coming out from um, the entrance ramp to the ring. She's also wearing a red cape. So very cape-heavy uh, episode of Level Up that we have going on here. Um, interesting thing, both of them are working faces. So early on, every time there was a uh, maneuver that one of them did on the other, it'd be a little bit of a head nod like, okay, all right, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Um Towards the uh, end, we get the uh, uh, um, Thea had the advantage. Um, Fallon or Fallen Henley gets the fires up after this, so that she can gain the advantage. And the finish is a couple of quick punches into a shining wizard by Henley for a one-two-three. Even though she took the L, Thea, I see some upside. Great gear. Could see a lot of things out, out of her. Uh, uh, Fallon gave a, a, a tip of the cap, a nod, because she's working with uh, Briggs and Jensen on 2.0. So she did a maneuver where she slid out of the ring and then gave a, a punch while uh, her opponent was up against the ropes. And then she did the tip of the cap uh, to them. And then your main event, Dante Chen versus uh, Bodie Hayward. I have to say this at the beginning. The music that Hayward comes out to with that college alma mater rah-rah-rah music was killing me because while that's going on, Brody's waving the flag, and then there's a bunch of people in the student section holding up the U, you know. So I, I just, I, it just made me crack up. Other people may just go over their head, but I just thought it was funny. Um, also, I will say this during this matchup, Bodie was an extreme hot mess. Okay, he was wearing a headband and he was looking like, uh, like one of the ass boys. Also. Um, he had uh, very visible tan lines at the middle of his uh, thighs, but he was wearing the trunks, so you could see a massive, massive uh, a tan line going there. One reason why I will bring this up is because commentary brought this up because this was a rest-heavy match. There were rest holds into rest holds into a maneuver into another rest hold, and then commentary, finally, I guess they must have saw the tan lines, in the middle of all these rest hoads, Bodie uh, uh, gets a bloody nose. So not only that is he looking with his tan lines, uh, with his headband bleeding everywhere onto Dante, onto the mat. 
it was a mess, but I will say this. I'll give props. Brody got the win because I guess in a recent match these two had, uh, Dante won with a crucifix pin. Brody was able to get out of it into a spine buster for a win. One, two, three. Now, everybody knows my love of Arn Anderson. I love me a good spine buster. It just popped me to see this mess. Uh, of of a match, I will admit it. It, it, it was it, it needed work here, right? But for him to get a win with the spine buster, one, two, three, and then you see him with uh, um, with Chase U there with his rolled up newspaper, and then just bleeding, all messed up, looking jacked up, but he got the win, so uh, that worked out good. Um, I am honored to give Steve five or so minutes for him to check his phone. Now, with all that being said, I'll throw it back to Steven Larson. You guys have a wonderful rest of the show. I'll catch you guys later. Bye. Thanks, Enforcer, for that awesome Level Up review. Thank you, Enforcer. I can't. I'm, I'm, it's great because I don't have to watch Level Up. I just watch the Enforcer's review of Level I Up. I know. Yeah. I know. It's good stuff. It's great. Yeah. Great. You want to answer some questions? Yep. Let's go ahead and do that. I have a, a little thread here on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Uh, I, I swear I have it here somewhere. Okay, Patreon, would you just please update the info here, man? Here we go. My goodness. I got it. We got nine awesome questions here. I'll probably read three of them. Uh, this is great. Nikhil says, what NX Steve gimmick? Would you use to repackage Joe Gacy and Harlan so that we can stop seeing this misery on our screen when he is on? NX Steve gimmicks. Um, this is what I would do. Yeah, go ahead. Go back to fun wrestling. Harlan would be top notch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's good. And then Gacy, I guess, would be fun hoss. That would make sense. Yeah, Gacy looks like, yeah, that could be. That's good. Um, I mean, look, our our main pay per view was WrestleCoin. You know, we never did really introduce any crypto bros, so Gacy would be a crypto mm. bro. That's that's what I can think of right now. You know, he's the guy who is responsible for the creation of WrestleCoin, and he made off with all the funds from WrestleCoin. Oh wow! Yeah, man, he's the guy. Wow. Uh, let's see here. Oh, wow, this is difficult. And you can't see neither. Mayor of Planet Houston, whose group is spookier, Edge's faction or or Joe Gacy's cult? It's got to be the cult, right? Because I don't know who those guys are. It's it's it is it is uh, Gacy's cult because there is zero intimidating or or menacing or scary about what Edge is doing. Yeah, what what kills Edge's faction is to me the the Rose Parade float. That right there is enough for me to be like, Mm-mm, no, this is there's nothing no scary about this guy. Nothing, nothing. Uh, Roz Cody asks, which spring themed event is better? WCW Spring Stampede, NXT Spring Breakin, or Joey Janela Spring Break? I go with Joey. Nah, man, it's all about WCW. Um, Shavon says, which tag teams from the WWE would you like? Would you guys like to have a career resurgence like FTR? Uh, he says, even though they're in a good spot right now, I'd love to see the Usos go battle with teams like the Bucks, FTR, Santana, Ortiz, et cetera. So who in WWE? What tag team? Like, there's so many thrown together tag teams that they just they just turn into actual tag teams. Yeah. 
you know, it would be nice. I don't think it's ever going to happen because they are so ingrained in WWE's DNA at this point. It'd be fun to see the New Day out and about. Yeah, yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it would be. But I just uh, never think it's going to happen. Cornbread Haas asks, can we get an AEW preview? Sure. So, of course, there's Sammy. Sorry, Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara. Versus Scorpio Sky in a ladder match for the TNT Championship. You got Dax Harwood versus Cash Wheeler. That's going to be great. Serena Deeb versus Hikaru Shida in a Philly street fight. Oh, that's going to be good. Lance Archer versus Wardlow. And then Young Bucks, Adam Colbebe, and Redragon taking on Dante Martin, the Pillmans, Lee Johnson, and Brock Anderson. This is a great question here. Cameron Bartolazzo asks, Stephen Larson are signed to WWE but are forced to have their names changed. Give each other their new name. Okay. Uh, yours would be Scott there. Oh, that's good. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yours would be... Yours would be um Hold on, I'm almost there. It would be uh uh man. I'm trying to think of like a cool It'd be Mars Taylor. Okay. Because <laughs> it's, it's, I know you're not like a fan of the Chuck Taylor shoe. Oh, Chuck Taylors are fine. But do you ever, you ever wear them though? You're more of a sneaker guy. It's an, I mean, icon, I, it's an iconic shoe. So yeah, I got yeah, the Taylor from I that. I have worn, I have worn Chuck Taylors. Before, and then yeah. you remember Spike Lee's character from yeah, absolutely. Mars? Yeah. So it'd be Mars Taylor. It'd be a, a couple of sneaker That's references. That's good. That's a That's cool name like too, that. Mars Taylor. That is, that is a good name. <laughs> Oh, man, that's good. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, AJ asks, uh, book your ideal Owen Cup finals on the men's and women's brackets. So I'm going to say, because I don't even know. Like, did they release brackets who's, or not? Who's, 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 who's in the brackets yet? They I'm going to say, brackets. Uh, so wait. Okay, so we know Cole on the guy's side. Cole's in it. Yeah. Is Wheeler Yuta in it? Don't think so. Who's had qualifiers on the men's side? Cole. <laughs> I know that because it happened last week. Was Kingston Garcia a qualifier? I don't think so. This is a grudge match. Oh, Joe. Joe's in it. Joe's in it? Yeah. Ooh. Kyle O'Reilly's in it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. Kyle's in it. Joe's in it? Really? Oh, Keith Lee. Keith Lee's in it. I'll say. I think. Is Keith Lee in it? Yeah, that was the first, his first match. That was the first thing. It was a qualifier. No, yeah. his first match was to get into the the ladder oh, match. Oh, the ladder match. So I don't think Keith Lee is in it yet. Whatever. I'm going to say it's Joe and Lee. Joe and Keith Lee for the finals. And I'm going to say Keith Lee wins. Uh, I think Tony Cole's going to win, but I, that's what I want to see. Tony Storm and Britt Baker in the finals. I think that's probably what it's going to be. That's absolutely what it's going to be. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rob Conway guy. Do you think toxic attraction uh, has the best chance at having a legitimate women's faction on main roster rather than split them up? I think they'd be great to run one of the brands and maybe add to the faction. 
Yeah, I think I think they should keep them together. I think it's a, that'd be a smart move. Mm-hmm. You totally mm-hmm. should do that. Mm-hmm. Um, David Matushek says, considering that the former Rock C lost to Mandy Rose one week after her debut match, does that feel unfair to make her lose as soon as they come in? No, uh, I mean, just being in there opposite the the champion. It's a big kind deal. Of a huge deal. She, I mean, they, they think highly yeah. of you. It, it seems you could just tell that they think highly of her. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, if if by the time they decide, all right, it's time to take the t- belt off Mandy, mm-hmm. and they've developed a character for Roxanne that's resonated with the crowd. Mm-hmm. I mean, the crowd's already you know uh, supporting her. They're already chanting Roxy. Mm-hmm. You know, now if they can just focus on in on a character develop that she could be a contender and you got a story in place well she lost the first time she's she's uh gotten better stronger connection with the crowd than you have her win yeah no i agree absolutely all right well that's gonna do it for us thanks everybody for tuning in we appreciate it tonight we'll be back for our AEW recap right after dynamite thanks for tuning in until next time we'll talk to you later bye has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.